Welcome back to another Dispatch from Holly McKay. Today, we're going to go to Idaho to go base jumping. Holly, what's up? Right. So I have a, a bunch of friends of mine that um, that live in Idaho that are base jumpers, and it's this tiny town called Twin Falls. And it always intrigued me because, I, you know, Idaho is sort of a small place. It, it's uh, it's very, very cold. And I was always wondered why all these base jumpers live there. And as it turns out, that's the only place that you can base jump all year round legally. Uh, there is a bridge there called the Perrine Bridge, which is actually where Evil Knievel used to do a lot of his big stunts. Um, and Idaho, you know, the, the government there allows people to jump all year round, whereas a lot of other sort of destinations like Moab in Utah, they're very sort of restricted on, on certain times that you can jump. And so... Um, what I really, I'm always intrigued by, I think, groups of people that are always sort of trying to push the limits on things and base jumping really, um, you know, statistically is is the most dangerous sport that there is. Unlike skydiving, even there is no, no reserve shoot. And, and I was just sort of fascinated by, I guess, the sense of self-responsibility that you have to have in in partaking in the sport and sort of what draws people uh, to this um, particular vocation. And so over the years, I've, I've kind of spent a lot of time there um, with my friends there and, and talking to other people that kind of come through um, to, to do a jump or that are learning to jump in one of the classes. And I, I just think it's a, a sort of a fascinating um sport or hobby or whatever you may call it to to kind of get into and what I also learned really and I guess that comes from a lot of their already you know pre-ordained experience in the military but it's also something that uh, many veterans gravitate toward uh, for a multitude of different reasons and so I wanted to, to sort of tap into that a little bit more. Okay so for those that are unfamiliar with what base jumping is please explain this madness. So it's called, it's actually an acronym, like many things in that world. Um, so base, it's sort of, um, it's an idea where you're not jumping off something that is a, uh, like a helicopter, for example, in, in skydiving or a plane or something, whatever you jump off, it has to be sort of a fixed structure. Um, so it, that is sort of where, uh, I guess the danger also comes into it too, because the idea really is the lower you can go before you pull that chute, um, I guess the bigger the thrill that you are going to to really get out of it. Um, but what fascinates me is how you how you even sort of learn to do something like this. And so I spoke with a, a friend of mine, uh, John McAvoy, who owns a sort of really the only base gear company in the world that sort of is a retail store that that sells this uh, equipment in, in a very niche industry. Um, so he basically, you know, said that he won't sell to anybody that hasn't done, you know, I think it's up to around 200 skydives. So you really have to you have to be able to fork out a lot of time, um, you know, just in the beginning of, of getting qualified to be a, a skydiver and getting a lot of jumps under your belt and really learning how to manage altitude and, and uh, body positioning and, and use the parachute. But base jumping is just a whole other world. Um, 
And then there are some people like this one particular uh, sort of crazy character. His name is Nomad um, and he is a, a U.S. Army veteran. And it, Nomad comes from Damon being spelt backwards, but it very much suits him. And he basically said he does the no-no thing, which is what they call death camping, which is that you basically, you know, you have someone kind of pack for you or you you set up the rig and then you just you just do it and you jump and that's how you get into it which is not the recommended way but it's certainly a way that some of the more uh crazier side of the spectrum get into into the adventure sport okay well so you said a lot of these people you know they're looking to push the edge in your conversations with them uh is is there a pattern as to what where your motivation to push the edge comes from yeah you know i think it's it's such an individual thing i i really you know base jumping really remains a, a mostly do it yourself sort of avocation and and etiquette standards emerge from agreements kind of within that community um but rules are really loose at best um you know people kind of go around and they search for cool jumps and things that look difficult or exciting or you know things and and then they just you know will tell a friend about it and that kind of spirals from there there really isn't a um there isn't sort of a fixed uh place necessarily although a lot of jumpers you know will end up converging in parts of Europe or parts of the US or Asia um to jump you know I even had one when I was living in New York one jumper asked me what uh what um level my apartment was because if it was 25 um floors or up you know they assessed that for being a, a good base jump to sort of fly out of a window I've heard crazy stories of of people that have kind of gone on on dates and and, you know ended up at their date's house and then suddenly you know disappeared out the window which you can imagine um if you're on a date with someone that happens that would be a kind of it's probably the end of the date experience. don't you think kind of bizarre but but you know so you have this sort of wonderful group of, of rebels and misfits and, and there is certainly a lot of, of charm that that comes with that and then you've also got you know particularly in the veteran realm sort of the healing aspect of base jumping. It's it's something that people can really work towards, that they can um, study to get better at. And as certainly, you know, I think once you get to a certain uh, point of um, uh, what sort of skill at it, then you can really find the meditative, you know, that meditative experience out of it where um, it's almost peaceful. You know, and I think that obviously would require quite a bit of uh, of, of skill and practice and, and many, many jumps, I think, you know, in my view, to get to that point. But certainly that's a, a point that people can get to. And, um, you know, I just I think it's a sort of a fascinating I try to attend him once um, sort of strapped to this sort of very um, iconic base jumper by the name of Sean Schumer and. I um I have to say even in that experience I, I didn't find anything uh, too calming about it. It certainly feels like you're falling <laughs> and you're yeah. crashing, you know, on 500 feet toward the earth, and and the parachute comes out last minute, which is always a relief. Um, and you know, to make a, a clean landing is is a nice thing, but it's not something I can probably see myself uh, getting entangled into any time soon. However, I do think um, you know, examining these personalities that really push the envelope is is always um, is something that intrigues me. Just from a human perspective, is is what drives us to to do these things and. Um, and what I'm really, honestly, as I said earlier, in awe of is that level of self trust. 
that that you can have um that you've packed correctly and that you uh know yourself well enough to know you know how far you can go before you pull and and really um trusting that that you understand the wind speed that you um understand the visibility and that you can can have that sort of self-trust to uh to leap yourself off any sort of um base or antenna or whatever that that um platform is okay well so that's that's the upside of it what's the negative side of it what's the death rate on this thing well you know it certainly is um it certainly really you know is a the most uh put it this way it comes with a, a one and two thousand three hundred chance of dying um you know which is pretty high when you compare it to something like hang gliding which has a one in one 116,000 risk of death and then skydiving is actually only a one in more than 100,000 chance of dying so certainly base jumping is many times higher than that um, there is a what they call a BFL which is a base fatality list and it's sort of an informal log of base fatalities and that dates back to 1981 so far, as of the summer of 2022, that figure is more than 430. Um, and it really spans dozens of ages and nationalities. And, and cause of death uh, varies from anything from unable to pull or low pull to canopy entanglement, uh, impact subterminal, which is near the exit. You've also got canopy collision, uh, drowning if you land in water, or even uh, skydive sky gear used, which is a big no-no. And I remember an incident, I think that happened in Florida a year or two ago, where someone thought they would try base jump with the skydive gear, and, and it's it's very different gear. So that didn't end well for that individual. Um, so, you know, I think in everybody you speak to, and they call it going in in the base community, and everybody you speak to in that community, I think really accepts the risks. Um, and even when they're learning, they're one of the the sort of mandates in in their classes is to write themselves these death letters, um, which you know can only be opened if they do go in on a base jump, where they have to you know acknowledge that they were doing something that they loved and take full responsibility for it. But certainly, everyone you speak to knows a multitude of people who have have died in in the sport, and you know that in itself, I I find to be sort of an intriguing element as to um, you know always looking for that edge, and I think that can certainly be said about that the base community is is if there's an edge um they will find it okay well all right so um they're edge seekers and um uh and and this is an edge very very clearly an edge and actually specifically a ledge off of something you're going to jump off of so um there you go um interesting well um an insight into a I would guess a very small community that uh, seems to be very, very dedicated to um, ch chasing this particular sport. Thanks, Holly. Yeah. We'll talk to you again soon. Yeah, and if you want, sort of, uh, I encourage you to read the the piece. It's a lot more details, and and uh, I go into a lot more sort of details about the healing aspect for veterans as well. So please read. Okay, very good. Thank you. Thank you.